Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another World Views podcast episode. Today we have with me another guest star, Lubesha. And she is the CEO and founder of Earthly Essentials, a holistic cosmetic company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sells products from herbal bar soaps and body butters and oils as well. And I really want you to just go into depth with um, how you created Earthly Essentials and the reasons behind it and your story basically. But let me just start off with where you're from, where you grew up, and yeah, basically that portion okay. of your life first. Cool. So I'm from Providence. Um, born and raised in Rhode Island my whole entire life and growing up I honestly was everywhere Um, my mom and my dad weren't together so I grew up in different towns like um, my dad lived in Lincoln my mom lived in East Providence for the majority of like my teenage years and things like that so I had like the best of both worlds Um, yeah What's the difference between Lincoln and, and East Prov? Lincoln? Like more woodsy, more like... Ooh, yeah, like Lincoln nature. is like the suburbs, like okay. nature. Um, I don't... There, there's another word mm. for it, but it, it's just kind of like out of the way. Mm. Where we lived at least. And then East Providence, it's more just like town-like. Mm. Like growing up, I have a lot of siblings, so growing up, I was with my brothers and stuff at my mom's house and we would um, just like be outside, um, be interactive like with their sports mm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just it was different for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, beyond East Prov, I know, I mean I didn't grow up there, but I just, I know that it's like more artsy. Did that at all influence you to become like I don't know like just I never I never looked at East Providence that way really yeah mm. it was just it was um. just growing up my childhood was, was very hectic okay you know like mm-hmm. I was like okay for example I would go to bed uh, at my mom's house mm-hmm. say we would go like week to week. Hmm. Um, my sister and I you look very comfortable I am I look crisscross yeah (laughs) Um, we would sleep at my mom's house and she would drop us off in the morning at my dad's house Mm -hmm. and then my dad would take us to school and then it was just like a cycle you know it's it's kind of difficult to explain so you I mean that sounds healthy like a co-parenting relationship yeah they definitely were co-parenting very well well, yeah but at the in the same breath as like a young growing girl it was just seeing like, it um, back and forth yeah it was mm. a lot of back and forth mm. it wasn't like staple like you rather yeah. okay i understand mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay um so what what really got you into i know you, i think it started early 2020 is what mm-hmm. you said. when why did you start it or were you first like making your own products for yourself mm-hmm. yeah. so i was making my own products for myself and um while I was researching prior to 2020 and like trying things on myself and my hair transformed and once I really like sat down and acknowledged my own transformation huh? I was gonna ask <laughs> are these star looks? yeah these are I lost my hair now yeah <laughs> you know I saw your video um I think you were watching I think you were trying to do it I think it was like a hair it was in the shower and, mm-hmm. and I looked at them I thought they were just finger coils at first yeah they they basically started as finger coils and now they're starting to they're like thicken up 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I like that they started as finger quotes because then you can keep the little bit of the curl yeah, pattern. Yeah, that's what I want. The yeah. curls, you know, I can't fully let it go. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's such a journey. Really? It's taking a lot for me to just adjust mm. and things like that. Like in what ways? Um, I was very attached to my loose natural hair because mm. of its that's transformation. Oh. Like it went from completely heat damaged mm -hmm. and broken to like healthy and mm -hmm. like voluminous mm -hmm. and you could see it mm -hmm. so I wanted to change though yeah. and locks was what I chose to do yeah. some people cut their hair I don't know if I can cut my hair okay I have like I have a really big attachment to my hair yeah especially it's a good thing and a bad thing nah, I don't know I don't know if it's why is it a bad thing a little bit of um you can't like let it go like yeah. that kind of a thing yeah and i also hear people who cut their hair say that it's so freeing mm. you know like i want to yeah. experience that but the thought of cutting my hair off is just like i'm not ready for that <laughs> i don't i don't think when i cut it i cut it very short one time and i mm -hmm. didn't feel it didn't feel freeing in in the way that i wanted it to feel yeah it felt it felt um i was annoyed with the compliments about my hair texture because of like a not the average black girl with this kind of hair or type C, whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? Always typing girls, but yeah. that's what I wanted to steer away from. Like, I wanted it, like, if someone were to say I'm pretty, it wasn't just because of my hair, so right. that's the reason. Mm -hmm. um, so that was freeing in that way, but I was, like, I'm growing it out now. Yeah, it's so but beautiful. I, thank you. <laughs> but I love, I love that you started doing that. Thank it's you. pretty. How did, well, can we start from, I didn't know you had, like, a hair journey. Can we start from yeah. there? Is that where it really might That's started? really where it stemmed yeah. from. So like growing up, high school at least, like I was straightening my hair mm -hmm. every two weeks, getting my hair straightened. I didn't really know how to take care of my hair, if I'm being honest. Um, like the routine, like deep conditioning, and no idea. No. I was like washing my hair with your average, like probably Pantene or like I don't even, I can't even remember. But yeah. you know the basic shampoos that's not supposed to be in our hair. Right. Um, so yeah, that was my high school hair experience. And like when it was curly, I was wearing it in a ponytail because I didn't like it out. Mm -hmm. I never really learned to embrace and love my hair growing up. It was either before like my high school age, I had braids, like yeah. cornrows. My, my dad made sure of it. So that was good. Mm -hmm. But once I came to an age where I was in control of what, how I wanted to look, I wanted straight hair. Yeah. I also went to a school where there were predominantly white people. East Park? I went to LaSalle. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, hmm. there weren't that many black women like hmm. in my class. There, I swear to you, there were three of us yeah. in my senior class. Hmm. There were a lot of guys, but anyways, so yeah. Um, once I got to college and I, I went to URI, hmm. Once I saw way like a pool of people who looked just like me at girls, I was like, whoa. And I was willing and open to like embrace this, like just myself and my mm -hmm. hair. So I tried to, mm -hmm. um, and I used Cantu and it just wasn't- The products for you? No, my hair broke off. Really? Yeah, my hair broke off. Mm. I, f I think my first one was the Shea Moisture. Cause I like Shea Moisture too. Yeah. 
Yeah, Shea Moisture was definitely one of those like transitioning products for me too. But I definitely started with Cantu as a freshman at URI, mm-hmm. and it just it didn't work out very well. So then from that point, um, I was just like. I need to figure this out. So I just started to do a lot of research. I stopped straightening my hair in like November of 2017 because I was a cheerleader. So, so wait a minute. I know. Wait, a cheerleader at your? Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking about if you were straightening your hair. I was thinking about high school. I was like, how did you keep it straight? Never mind. High school too. How did you keep it straight? You okay? So I was getting I was getting my hair redone every two weeks, but like I have no idea. I okay, I would be straightening my hair, but I had some type of routine down pat where I was making it last. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, what gave you the strength to to be was like? Well, I know you said you saw people like you, right? That's what really gave you the strength. Honestly, to... I wanted to. I yeah, yeah. I had never embraced that side of like or part not side part of me yeah you know mm-hmm. and seeing it it was very inspiring because it's like i'm around people who i want to be around and who like embrace themselves as they are why can't i i mm-hmm. feel like when you like when going to a school that mm-hmm. i did it's great education's great whatever <laughs> i don't even know how it was it, it looks shiny from the outside for it's, me, that's so. my point it looks shiny from the outside but inside it's like you're really stripped of you are yeah yeah especially at being a private school like there's rules you can't do certain things you can't wear certain things but it's like you have if i went to a public school i feel like i'd probably be a whole different person because I'm embracing myself and like all parts of my personality yeah. right off the bat. No one's telling me what I can and can't do or how I can and can't look. Yeah. You know? So you went all four years that yeah, you said that. Yeah, honestly, I went I was in private school. I went to La Salle even before I was in high school. You went to that middle school too? The Pegasus? Yeah, how do you know that? Because I was at Blessed Sacrament and I don't know if you guys knew us, but we were down the street from me. No. Blessed Sacrament, we would come to your school like all the time for like malaise and then we'd always see you across, Pe- I don't know, Pegasus was there, I don't know, yeah. that's how I know it. Yeah, I was in the Pegasus program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you was already in it from yeah. middle school to them. Mm-hmm. They're six years. Yeah. Yeah. And that experience. Other than that, okay. Um. So after trying Cantu, Mm-hmm. What made you was like, I I gotta keep trying. I gotta keep doing it. I gotta keep seeing what's good for me, what's not. Because I was just so determined. Yeah. Like, I would watch YouTube videos and stuff of, like, other natural hair women and what they did for their routine and stuff. And eventually I learned that, like, you can't literally take no. their routine and put it on your head. It's yeah. not going to work the same. But, like, I would see these women and their hair and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I want my hair to look like that. Mm-hmm. That was more my, like, that was where the determination came from. And then once I stripped, like, I want my hair to look like someone else's mm-hmm. from what like, I have done. Yeah. I feel like things really started to transform. And I mean, that plus, like, actually learning what was, what would work for me yeah. in my hair. Um, I wanted to ask if there was like any 
because I, I, same thing for me I think high school beginning of high school I was straightening my hair um mm. a lot and then I started watching like Sunkiss Alba on YouTube and then I wanted curls like hers mm. which led me to like idolize her curl pattern not mine but then eventually learning like yeah. oh, exactly yeah. um is there well, what's my question <laughs> is um yeah I think that curly girls, a lot of people call them like product junkies. Yeah. So like, was it a lot of just trial and error for you? And so it was a whole lot of trial and error. I forget that part. Yeah. But it really was a whole lot of trial and error from like 2017 to like 19. That was, well, yeah, that was my trial and error mm. period. And then I started to get the hang of it. Like I found which products worked for me. I stopped using products like from the store yeah and started making my own like 2019 and that's how it started like and once my hair started to transition and then I looked back at like okay my hair looked like this in 2017 and now it's 2019 yeah. and my hair's done a whole 180 it's like mm. wait I think I'm doing something here when I started to you know use my own what I was creating yeah. in my kitchen I might have to like I might have to tap in because I've been trying to get the same curl pattern from what I had last like many years ago and I, I got a haircut and I could mm -hmm. never get that curl pattern back and I don't know why but maybe I was thinking I had to grow it longer keep growing it and see if that's the reason but it could be the products that What's I'm using tighter? it I can show you actually yeah um it was like I don't know it was like you'd have to I have to show you it could have been the length I'm not sure but anyway <laughs> um they're tighter now yeah they were looser before uh, I feel like the tighter your hair gets, the healthier it is. Is that the reason? Yeah. I mean, I did have heat damage before. Yeah, the more, sh the more shrinkage you have, the healthier yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I learned that too. Because, yeah. like, when my hair was straightened all the time, my curl pattern was a lot looser. It wasn't like, there was a point in time where it wasn't visibly damaged yeah. to it. Like, it, there was a point in time where it, like you could see pictures and you're like, whoa, like your hair is Not very far gone. But then you see that like how the curl and the bend, like the long part. And yeah, the, like curl. the straight, yeah, yeah. The straight. That part is not good. Okay. Yeah, no. But there was a point in time where my curl pattern, I just had like a looser, like I had like an S curl, mm -hmm. you know, and then like the healthier my hair got, it, okay. it's just like. Uh, Tighter the antenna. Yeah, just super tight. Thanks. <laughs> So going through that portion, how did you start? Like, well, did you end up like learning about hair follicles and hair porosity uh, and yeah. all those things? I learned about like hair porosity, a little bit about hair density. Mm -hmm. Porosity was something that like I really started to understand because mm -hmm. that once you understand your hair porosity, mm -hmm. like you really know what products will work for you and what won't. Mm -hmm. People people don't learn like, or we're not taught. Yeah, no. I mean, we're not even taught the the behind the scenes stuff yeah you know but yeah porosity is really important with the porosity i learned that you can do like different methods like the mm -hmm. lock method but is there like a specific method that you well now before you before you locked it was there a specific method that you did because i never understood how to keep i don't know what's your porosity actually low okay yes how did you keep the moisture inside your hair when i deep condition i would use heat so mm -hmm. like i have this like deep conditioning cap mm. that you just like plug into the blow dryer and um you 
obviously put your deep conditioner in and then put like a plastic cap or a plastic bag over it. Mm -hmm. And then you put the hooded dryer. Mm -hmm. um, the heat like opens up mm -hmm. our hair cuticles so that the product seeps yeah. in. Uh, so I would do that like once a week in the winter, like twice a week. Uh, I also, hate my hair wet in the winter. Me too. It's not. I don't like my hair wet. In I don't like yeah, the drip like, down my neck. No. It doesn't feel good. Nope. <laughs> I used to put like a paper towel yeah. on the back of my neck so it would catch it. Um, I also would apply. I learned this like late in the game, but applying your product in the shower. That's really say. I was like. I tried it once and the way my curls were defined, I was like, well, I think it's the steam from the shower. Keeps it open. It just so it's like, not on top of it. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like in yeah. your hair. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. I haven't done my hair in weeks because I'm lazy. Yeah, that's it's too much work to do. I felt like I got bored. Like mm. once my hair, like I was getting protective styles, braids, like you name it, but I got bored of. Mm doing my hair all the time and yeah. that's really why I locked it yeah well part of why I locked it but I was just bored I didn't want to do it anymore was it like wait a minute but you won't cut it but you'll lock it but yeah. you said you miss it a little bit I do yeah I do because I miss the fro okay I love my fro yeah it was just so like uh, like yeah I'm excited to see it long yeah when I get like when it keeps growing I'm excited mm -hmm. to see the locks long yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Don't mind no, it. It's okay. We just, it's gonna be cut up. Yeah. Um, hair, like the whole hair journey, I feel like was very emotional for me. So it's like, mm. it definitely is. Yeah. It's it's really like an up and down journey. Mm. Trial and error, acceptance, and like everything in between. Yeah. Um. So 2019. So how? How did you do the research to finally start making your own products for yourself at first? Um, it started on YouTube. Okay. Uh, and then it started like me like making Google searches and stuff and just like reading up on different ingredients mm -hmm. and things like that. It was very simple mm -hmm. or it seemed simple for me. Like the idea of me coming up with earthly essentials felt when I look back on it, it, it just like flowed. Like I had an idea and I was like, okay, I'm gonna execute this somehow, some way. And then it just like, That's it happened. really happened. Yeah. yeah, like I remember the I, I was in my room at my grandmother's house, like brainstorming and stuff. Um, like I reached out to a friend and I was like, I wanna do this. And she's like, you should do it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, like that was all I needed to hear. Yeah. And I did it Well, like I started the process um, but yeah, I just like, I took what I knew from like my own journey and then I started to do like more in-depth research mm. or based on like for the ingredients that I wanted to use to share with like everybody else, yeah. you know, I didn't want to just like use my recipe for that I use for myself, yeah. for everyone. I wanted, and, and yeah, basically. Mm. So your recipe for yourself probably works amazing. Yeah. Which is great. And honestly though, I, I do share like my recipe, but I did add other things because I know there's other things that people oh, may okay. need for their hair, you know? Like I know everyone's hair reacts differently to products and mm -hmm. stuff, but how I formulated 
my products in general and the first product that I ever dropped was just like, okay, what might people need in their hair? And I thought about what I needed and that was like moisture. Yeah, first ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. Is your your products are they used for every hair type? Yeah. 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 I, I honestly I market to like curly haired yeah. women and men because that's what I have. Right. But early is very like inclusive. Mm. If you have pinched straight hair, that's fine. You can still use earthly products. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like leave anyone out. But I also wanted to make sure that the people who I wanted to be for knew that it was for them. Right. That's why like if you go through my Instagram, if you go through the earthly Instagram, like you see a lot of just curly haired women, mm-hmm. men, like and black because do you have one for, for beards too yeah yeah right yeah I that's have, the shampoo thing. bar is for hair and beards yeah they need to be yeah. cleaning their beards for real yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. people don't take care of their beards they don't take care they don't act like it's hair i don't know just, it doesn't, it's, it's just on your face right like you can live you know i don't know yeah Men are just condition it yeah all that yeah apologize um no i wrote that wrong but it's fine <laughs> How has the creation of your business been like so far? And can you touch on like any advantages of owning your own business or disadvantages you might have come across so far? Yeah. What was the first one? The first one was like, how has the process of the creation of your business been for you? Um, it's just like, it's free flowing, hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I just like it, no resistance yeah like yeah. Well, for the most part like mm-hmm. if I have an idea or like say I have a new product idea I just execute it or try to mm-hmm. like I'll research then go through the steps that I need to so like I'll research then try to find say the best place where I can get wholesale ingredients mm-hmm. or, you know that fit um the what's what's the word? The I can't think of the word. You're talking about no. I was gonna say texture like, something. You know, like okay, so Earthly Essentials like um is big on like sustainably sourced ingredients. Mm-hmm. So like finding ingredients that fit within that criteria. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just a whole process, and I feel like I allow things to flow how they do. Right. There is some resistance though sometimes within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like sometimes I get in these like ruts, I guess, or just lack of creative vision. Mm-hmm. And it's just I I give my I try to give myself grace mm-hmm. because like we're human mm-hmm. and we're not supposed to be on go twenty four seven. I feel like with Earthly I'm on go a lot. Really? Yeah. I do a lot of like pop-up shops yeah and, I've been seeing those and just you know orders coming in online so that's that's at home stuff too it's just a lot sometimes how do you how unsolved I mean I not to touch upon it but I saw your story and you were saying you're a human and you're one person mm. how do you do all of it like do you prepare beforehand or like do you do you obviously don't do it when the orders come. I don't know how you do it. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> how do you balance all of it? 
Um, I feel like I'm still trying to find the balance because mm -hmm. usually I just, when something comes, I'm like on go. Mm -hmm. Or other times I procrastinate. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, it's either I'm doing I'm doing it like right away or I'm not doing it quick yeah. enough. You know, so I'm really trying to find that balance. Mm -hmm. And that's been the most challenging part, like just balancing life in general and having a business and all the stuff that comes with owning a business. Yeah, balancing life in general too, because life to be doing its thing. Like you don't Seriously. even know what's gonna happen. Like you wake yeah. up the next day. Okay, what's the script today? Oh, I don't even know the script. I'm. I don't know what's happening. Like, right, yeah, yeah. It's really like that. Mm. Yeah, that's like been this month for me. Honestly, really? just I've been hiding. Mm. I've been hiding. Like even on Earthly, I posted maybe like three times this mm. month. I don't know where it comes from sometimes, but it's just like I take it that I need a break. Right, as well. I don't know what it was. You feeling like you need it? Yeah. Yeah. And just what's, what's the word? Kind of just trying to get up some creative energy so that yeah, yeah. You know, when I come out of it, which I do plan to, yeah. I can't hide anymore, but just have it all ready to go. In, when you are, you don't want to focus. When you are in hiding, do you not want to focus on earthly? Like, not to say that you can. You're sitting there like every day posting about it. You mm -hmm. can. Are you like sitting there? You could be sitting there like planning the behind the scenes stuff. Like this is gonna happen in August next year or something. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, are you like that? Or are you just like I don't really want to focus on this right now? Yeah, it's kind of like I don't really want to do this right now. Yeah. Earthly is all I do. Right. Yeah. So like, you know how they say like too much of a. Good one thing, thing yeah. can be bad or mm -hmm. just a lot I feel like I, that's what I feel sometimes mm -hmm. like it's just it just can be a lot and although I'm grateful like just for earthly essentials and everything that's come yeah. with it it's just like sometimes I really need a break yeah it's like a like it really is like a baby <laughs> it really actually is yeah like, I believe you like your business is your baby, mm -hmm. and it grows as much as you give to it. Mm -hmm. But it's like sometimes I need to give to myself. Because mm -hmm. I can't, yeah, 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 you can't survive without giving to yourself first. You can't right. keep keep it going. I was gonna get into um, okay, I'll ask those later. Mm -hmm. But when you do, it says like, what happened? <laughs> Has there been? You did talk about a little bit of the adversity and like. Um, some some resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Have you been able? To, does it come in cycles? Does it come like those that dips in, in energy? Does it come in cycles? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it has its ups and downs, right? You know, it's not it's not constant, but it definitely comes mm -hmm. here and there. How do you, or when do you feel, or how do you get yourself out of those um, bumps, well, those low points? Because there's gonna be peaks and valleys, but right. like, how do you get through the valley um there comes a point where i just kind of tell myself all right like let's get, to, let's get, get it together let's you know let's move forward like, mm -hmm. i feel like it's okay to pause yeah. and that's what i look at it as sometimes like i beat myself up about it i'm like oh if i did this and i could have could have had this you know but it's just like Again, sometimes my body or just me tells me mm -hmm. I need a break and I take that break so it's okay to pause but then there's that point where it's like, okay, 
let's pick it back up again because I don't want to be stuck in mm. that like that feeling yeah I don't want to get too comfortable in not doing anything mm. not doing anything feels great mm. I like resting I like sleeping I like doing nothing but too much of it makes me feel like it's like too much of it is almost addicting you know <sighs> wait a minute so did you talk about how you got oh you told yourself that you gotta get up yeah also Talani encourages me a lot like we live together mm-hmm. so obviously so she can like tell my highs and lows mm-hmm. and when I'm in these periods she's like you should do this or you, you know like she really does encourage me to like get back on the ball yeah, yeah or just like it up. <laughs> yeah, pick you up. Yeah, yeah, as you should. Like, be each other's like teammate and stuff like exactly, that. Yeah. yeah. Um. What pushes you to keep going towards your like towards this goal and being motivated towards it? Like, I th- I want to say that it's probably because like you went through um your own like journey with your hair and like mm-hmm. how it worked for you and you wanted to do the same thing for other people. Mm-hmm. But that's what I see. Right. But I don't know. That's definitely a big part of it, but honestly, something much deeper than, like, just that, just I feel like that's surface level. Right. Um, as a sister who passed away, uh, her name is Maya, and I feel like she just pushes me to just, you know, like, keep going through anything, whatever it is mm-hmm. I am doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like a very big... She is a very big driving force. force of inspiration in my life. Yeah. So like, yeah. That's good. Like I mean, that you were able to like, basically still have her with you mm-hmm. in that in that essence in that energy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Helps a lot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it's kind of I try to think of it like, you know, like her and like her passing and everything and. A more positive way I've grown a lot from it like you know I've grown in my I forget what they say like you you grow around your grief mm-hmm. I think it is yeah I feel like I've it's been 10 years so I feel like I've hit that point where well throughout the whole thing like the whole 10 years but I feel like yeah. especially now mm-hmm. I've hit the point where I can see what has happened as just like Again, like a driving force, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, very big inspiration. Um, when creating, like, from home, is that what you create? Like, mm-hmm. you make everything handmade and everything? Yeah. You said you use a lot of YouTube videos, I guess? So yeah. For, at first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, to create the products? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how you, get, you do your packaging. Like, I wonder how all this goes. Like, like what's the process look like for you? Uh, take us through a day of earthly essentials. Okay, so say I have an order to make, but I don't have any product. Uh-huh. I have to make the product. Um, I will go. Okay, we'll just say like shampoo bar. Okay. Uh, I'll like get, gather my ingredients and like boil down what I need to boil down. Uh, and then like pour it into a soap mold, which is really mm-hmm. how like it's made. Yeah. All the ingredients are melted down, stirred, um, things are added and then poured into a mold. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take it, I'll wait like two and a half hours, three hours maybe for it to yeah, cool and solidify mm-hmm. within the mold. 
and then I'll take it out, uh, I'll package it. Like I have this, um, it's called shrink wrap. It's like plastic and you, you know. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Sometimes I forget why. Record now? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oops. Anything else I was making? I don't know what year that was. Probably <laughs> before that, but yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so wow. <laughs> Thanks. Um, she been doing it for a while too. Like you had a whole journey yourself. That's true. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. I wish you did that. I can never clip it on right. <laughs> so I'm just like put it out. under and yeah. yeah. Um. Is your is that your little sister? Do you have a little sister or the little girl? Is a, yeah, she looks like Symphony. Oh, her name's pretty. Yeah, thanks. She's four. Oh, how is it being an older sister for you? It's a lot. Really, I love having. I have nine siblings. Are they all younger? No, they're all younger. I'm the oldest. Ah. Uh, I mean, I have some that are like twenty-three. No. Oh, are you? All the nine. Twenty-two. No, I'm twenty-four. Okay. Where are you counting them? Yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's a lot because I feel like as the older sister, I have to like make sure everyone's good. And, yeah. You know, I growing up, I went through all the hardship, and then you know, the younger siblings just get like good. Yep. Yeah. So it's a lot. I mean, you have what, you have nine, right? That's really cool. Yeah. I always wanted a big family. <laughs> I got one little one and I can barely deal with him. But how old is he? He's six. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Pain in my butt. Yeah. But yeah. They're a lot. They are. And you're like the part time mom and it's like Seriously. I call myself sister mom. Yeah. Do they, call, they don't call you that, do they? No. No, but you call yourself. I think it's in myself. Yeah. You know? I feel so responsible sometimes. Mm. Like for them. Like I'm not your mom, but yeah. I feel like your mom. I learned it's called toxic responsibility. Mm. You know, you just give yourself this role that you didn't really ask for. Can you just be sister sometimes, or is it hard for you to be? Like, it's hard for me to be just sister sometimes. Like, I don't even know where the line ends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is really hard for me to be just sister. Mm -hmm. I feel like the mom always, like, I just want to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. I don't know, it's such like the caregiver energy that I have. Mm -hmm. It's annoying. Is it? Yeah. I feel like I put others before myself a lot. Oh. Well, I mean, you're aware of it. Yeah. So maybe you can try to change it. Right, for sure. It's process, process. Yeah. But... Gotta put myself first. Yeah. Damn, I don't know. I don't know, I can sense it off you, like just being soft, like I think you are, like a, not in a bad way, mm -hmm. people will call you like, people can call people, oh you're so soft, like yeah. you let people walk over you, but it's like, if I am just that, it's hard to like, 
put up boundaries and walls that mm-hmm. people shouldn't be putting down and stuff. Right. I've learned this year a lot about boundaries. I didn't realize I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I guess I learned what boundaries really were this year. And like last year, mm-hmm. end of last year into this year. And like people make you out to be the bad guy for having boundaries. Yes, because they're probably used to a certain right. way that you've been acting before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? You let me do this before? Confused. Yep. But yeah, people change. That's a good thing mm-hmm. for the good or the better. But right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just asking about your sister. Cause she's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I post her a lot. She's adorable. Thanks. She's really adorable. So you talked a little bit about your motivation, what keeps you motivated, and then a little bit about the molding and the process that it, it really comes to with Earthly Essentials. Um, would would you in the future, knowing that it's handmade now, would you in the future be able to, or would you even want to, work with a manufacturer? Um, I know you said something about wholesale products, I don't know what mm-hmm. that means. But. Oh yeah, wholesale ingredients, like, yeah. like a bulk of shade. Okay. Butter or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, manufacturer? No. No, because I feel like um, I don't want Earthly to lose its integrity. Yeah. Or in, in just like authenticity, you know? It definitely feels. When you go to the page and you just. I don't even. I've never seen the products in hand. Mm-hmm. But like the experiences that other people, the consumers of it, and like I've seen on Instagram or I've seen everywhere else, or even just going to the page itself, it seems super like wholesome. Like it's mm-hmm. made from your mom's kitchen. Like you yeah. know what I mean? And I like really that like feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that feeling because you know it's somebody who they like, put like love and care mm-hmm. into this product. They really yeah. cared about it. So yeah, I feel like if you were to do that and try to make it, if anybody were to make it like like Shea Moisture type energy, right. it's like it loses how much material the the, the original, not the not the originality, but the amount of real products you use in it. Like right. um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it loses that. You'd have to look with, like put more water in it or something yeah. to be able to like sell in bulk like that. Right. And I just feel like it becomes compromised. Yeah. in some way and I don't want that yeah. you know but like I do and like you know okay so you see like these businesses and stuff on Instagram who like get all these like orders you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. um like for example um what's her, uh Parmoon X have you ever heard of her mm-hmm. I don't really know her real name but she sells she sells like skincare mm-hmm. um she's like from Atlanta and she like blew up in 2020 I believe because she like made a million dollars in like nine minutes or something. Oh, I think I might have seen that. Yeah, I think I might have seen that. She story. makes like like skincare like she, it, this moon. She like paired up with Jada Wada or something. Like okay. That. Yeah, I've been watching some Jada Wada podcasts like her talking about her business yeah. and how it started with like her family. Mm-hmm. But that process still looks very hectic. But seems yeah. very hectic in my head. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you have to be careful too with like who you trust when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I trust my family, but there are also family members who are like, I wouldn't even yeah, think of you. Maybe I'll have those. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, oh, like I was saying, like people like that or just businesses in general that like, you know, get this like massive bulk of orders at one time. I do think about that. And of course I would want that for myself. 
but it's like okay i'm the only one making these products so then if that were to happen to me how would i get all these products out you know because when i think of manufacturers i feel like that's how they get their products out so quickly yeah but when it's like a one two woman show yeah how you know just random thought no that's a real thought um i really do think about it because it's like like what if you had a massive order at some point somebody like people like and like through marketing people just find you and right. then you get all these orders and then you're like quote unquote backed up because mm-hmm. it's one person or it's two people or right. whatever would you i mean you could always expand to, like you said to the people you trust right being a part of the business mm-hmm. making it um still making it handmade people do it with um handmade candles i don't yeah. know how they do it but they do it <laughs> they figured it out yeah um yeah, maybe there is always a way. There's always For sure. a way. So you even thinking about that just makes me think like it's gonna be big, and oh, there's yeah. a way you, you'd have to prepare for it. Right. Yeah. Even now, how I prepare for like anything really, like pop ups, mm-hmm. plus um, online orders, I'll just like make a bunch of product throughout the course of like a week or two weeks, and just have it stocked. Yeah. In. So like I'll go to a pop up shop with like. 20 plus of each product and then with product left over to like ship out to whomever you know so i try to like bulk up in that way to at least like 30 40 of each so you do like you would you like boil it all at once like if it's one serving of soap like you already know the measurements so you know Mm -hmm. it's gonna fill like however many molds and stuff like that so like yeah exactly with the shampoo bar and even like the new um herbal soaps Mm. like the way that the ingredient the soap comes Mm. it comes in like a block and one block is equivalent to four soaps so that's how i'll do it like i'll i'll Mm. add it up and like say i want to make um like 16 shampoo bars i'll just put in four blocks of each so that's where the math comes yeah no seriously (laughs) (laughs) with the ingredients and stuff and whatever i add like essential oil it gotta be on point yeah so you but you're are you used to that now or were you like always good at this like math in general like thinking like that and quantitative things I don't really know. I yeah. used to like math. Okay. And once I hit certain maths, like yeah. uh, geometry and stuff, like no. But I did like math growing up, so maybe it kind of just helped, you yeah. know? But yeah, that's something that I definitely had to learn yeah. and like really research about because you can't like, you can't be playing with some of those things. Yeah. Because if something like too much of one thing is like offset everything. Yeah, like for example, essential oil. Too much essential oil, like non diluted, it can be just irritating. Okay. You know, if you're putting it on your scalp or something, like it can just be too much. I was going to ask earlier, I was wondering how to, you tested some of the stuff on yourself at first, but how did mm-hmm. you like know it would be, it would work for a lot of people? Uh, before I launched, I did a trial. Mm. So I selected. I think it was six guys and six women and I was just like would you like to try this like I want to I plan to like release it soon and stuff and they were all down so like I gave them like a free product and I was like just 
let me know how it works for you what you like what you don't like what like mm. you know and mm. that's how it started yeah yeah the first product the first product was like a deep conditioner and that's how I did it and even with um, the shampoo bar mm. I like had these little like sample sized ones and I just like gave them out and I was like please just try this tell me how you like it and yeah I always make sure like obviously besides myself that there's other people with different like hair textures and obviously different genders yeah. to make sure that it works for them because all of our hair is different mm. like visibly and you know when it comes to products yeah. so yeah That's cool. I was very intentional with that because yeah. I didn't want to just like be like okay this works for me so it must work for everybody else too yeah. that's not fair mm -hmm. so yeah um not to say this will ever happen, I'm knocking on this won't happen, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to know. Um cosmetics is kind of like not a risky industry, but it mm -hmm. kinda is. Yeah, it is. How did you prepare for that aspect being as like you're working with people's bodies? Um and obviously if they buy the, I don't know how that works, the legalities of it, but if they buy the product, is it like it's not on you, is it? Like I don't know if anything ever happened. I have insurance. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know nothing. I'm sorry. No, there's insurance for that. There's like different types of insurance, especially when you're making like soaps and stuff. Okay. And you have a business, you have to have insurance because oh. if someone were to come back and be like X Y Z, yeah, you're covered. Oh. Okay. You know. Also, I don't know if this is required, but like on your website, you can just put. I make sure to put the ingredients so like. Don't buy something that you know is allergic to. Yeah, you know, I've had someone like interested in buying products, and then like once they found out there was like almond oil, they were like, oh my gosh, like you know. So it's really, I feel like it's on both ends, you know. Like as a consumer, make sure you're looking, yeah, like just reading up on what you're about to buy, and then as me on the other hand, just like making sure that I'm sharing everything that can be shared about yeah. the product. You're like a doctor. <laughs> like doctors need insurance. Right. Like, but you have this business which is so cool. Like a holistic doctor. Yeah. Also like with everything being like super clean, I never think about like, oh, what if someone doesn't react well? Because it's like, it's literally all naturally. Natural There's absolutely no preservatives in anything. Right. So it's like, if you have some type of reaction, maybe it's like, yeah. and oil like you you know i used to use sweet almond oil and then once i heard someone say like oh i'm allergic to nuts i was like i should probably just like swap Julie. that out okay how did you, what did you swap it with grapeseed okay uh i use like grapeseed oil jojoba oil and some products um mm. there's one more but i can't remember what it is not coconut no i don't like coconut i don't oil. yeah Coconut oil, when I was using it, um, during like my transitioning period throughout those years, I literally used to like saturate my hair with coconut oil and then just stand in the shower and let like the steam just do its thing. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing at all. Yeah. But like, I just saw people with curly hair rave about coconut oil. Yeah, so that was like, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, it really was like trial and error. Facts, like crazy. Yeah, the things I was doing, I look back and I'm like, well, I had no idea, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely trial and error. Yeah, and 
just figuring it out um i hated it because it just every when you go outside especially if you're in the cold it would get hard and i was like ew this mm-hmm. is not yeah it's crunchy yeah, yeah. it's everywhere you know I'm good. yeah getting it out on the track the floor the the tub it's is slippery. all slip- yes yeah. slippery yeah and it doesn't always fully come out of your hair really well for me it didn't I, it probably was because of how like how much it's <laughs> going like a whole yeah yeah um, would you say well before you went like would you say you co-wash more than you shampoo or do you like making sure that it's because I used to, I co-wash a lot mm-hmm. but I don't know if like that's good I mean I well I feel like for natural hair like the natural hair community mm-hmm. co-washing is encouraged because of how much shampoos can be stripping yeah you know and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like co-wash is really just like you're conditioning your hair yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I never. I used to co-wash a lot, mm. but I never felt like my hair was clean. It just felt like, you know, when you want to get in the shower, we wet your hair. Might as well condition it while you're at it. Like that's how I looked at co-washing my hair. Yeah. Um, but once I like came out with my shampoo, I shampoo like never. It doesn't. It doesn't strip, strip your hair because there's no sulfates in your yeah, hair. Yeah, and that not at all. Yeah, it's literally some shea butter, some goat milk, and an herb that is like a natural cleanser. Where do you get this goat milk from? I have a. I have a, a vendor. Oh, what is it from? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's out of. I have a vendor though. That's cool. Through Etsy. Wow. Yeah, she's. I just. I found her and then i haven't stopped going to her she send you like it in a can it comes no okay so it comes in like a solid block it's solidified into like this like square block those are the blocks that i was talking about so you just all i do is put them i cut them in like fours and i put it in a double boiler Mm -hmm. and i melt it down and i'll melt the shea butter down Mm -hmm. And then once it's all like literally a liquid, mm-hmm. I'll put in, I'll like measure out how much um, of like the herb powder I should put in the mix. Mm-hmm. And then I'll mix it and then I'll pour it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I wanted to ask, maybe, I feel like you know all these answers, is what I'm asking you, but because the scalp to me is like the skin, though. Yeah, it is. I don't know. How do you figure out, how do you moisture? Like, how, like people, you know, they grease, we were growing up greasing our scalps right, and seriously. stuff. What would you recommend to the people, like, just to say, like, um, keeping your scalp clean? Because I feel like I don't have shampoo, I use it the wrong, I use the wrong shampoo. I'm going to go back to, I'm going to just buy a bunch of earth, you guys. <laughs> but um, I was using Cantu and it just strips my scalp. My scalp be so dry. Yeah. And like, I'm wondering, do you know of any, like, tips or tricks to that i know i i use castor oil i try to oil my scalp with mm-hmm. that but other than that i don't know i just i would just oil my scalp too yeah or mist it mm-hmm. like i i have a mist i can just tell you what i do yeah what do you do i mist my scalp with hydrating mist it has aloe water in it and rose water in it and then oils so it's just like a whole concoction of like goodness mm-hmm. i'll mist my scalp with that mm-hmm. and especially with locks now that's what i do like yeah. constantly and I would oil my scalp even with loose natural hair mm-hmm. I was oiling my scalp and just like massaging it in but other than that I know I definitely had dry scalp mm. but I would ignore it because like 
my hair is so big who's looking at my scalp yeah, uh, i feel it i had to be like uh yeah. i'll pick at it because i have scabs or something I'm yeah like, honestly i learned that like the scalp is literally like the foundation mm. of everything, everything. Mm. a healthy scalp is healthy hair mm. realistically one thing i can't get over is the oils getting on my pillowcase yeah, and they get on my, my face. Or my ass gets there on my face, you know, like dripping down. Yes, because right then they'll like, leave me with pimples. Yeah. Are there any skincare, like um, facial care products on your website yet? The or soap. I, the soap. Okay. I use the soap on my skin, like on my body, of course, mm. but also oh, on my mm. face, and it helps a lot. What do you moisturize with? Everything essentials. Yeah, everything. I'm so I'll moisturize my body and my face with the, the butter, the restorative butter. Yeah, yeah. you have very clear skin, very nice skin. Thank you, yeah, yeah it's come a long way. Yeah, seriously, oh my gosh. So we kind of talked about what motivated you to create Earth the Essentials, mm -hmm. and a little bit of how you stay motivated, you know, um, just realizing, I think you're just realizing the purpose of regaining that confidence again and then coming back to it, right? Mm -hmm. um, how did you get through the portion of the create the creating your business where you weren't receiving profit or income just yet? Like I assume that you first invested on your own and then you started making like it's especially making the samples first right. off. How did you get through those portions of it? Uh, honestly, I was I was working like okay, so I worked at like Bradley Hospital, mm -hmm. so I had income coming in where I could invest comfortably, mm -hmm. like even without. Um, like income coming in from Earthly, especially when it first started oh. and when I was trying to like, take off. Mm -hmm. um, but even when I have those periods now, because like not every month is a great month. Right. You know, I have months where I've had like February, for example. I just remember it so specifically because it was just very like low mm. for Earthly, like nothing came in you know yeah. at least online so like when I have those kinds of periods it's kind of just like I just keep going you know I don't know I discourage you or anything. I try not to because yeah. I know there are ups and downs within anything that we do and especially yeah. business yeah. you know there's like I have this vision board that I made before I started Earthly mm -hmm. and on it it says like entrepreneurship builds faith and like when I look back on it, I have it like hanging in our creative room. When I look back on it, I'm like, wow, because that's what it really is. Like you, you can have a month where you literally make zero dollars, yeah. but like you have to keep going because you know that it's all gonna work out definitely. well. You know, definitely always gonna work out. Like currently, I don't make a lick of anything off of YouTube right now, mm -hmm. but seeing the numbers grow and the audience grow i just know ultimately at the end of it there will be money coming right in it's encouragement be. yeah exactly. just keep going yeah yeah um you did say like not online but like in person uh, i know that you you do like you go to markets and stuff mm -hmm. your presentation is <laughs> astonishing like it's beautiful Thank you. it's really Shout beautiful out to my mom. yeah it's really so yeah. yeah um yeah so do you think i mean I don't know. I was gonna say. I was not gonna say. Like, do you think um, that goes paired with like 
the amount of like because of the presentation people gravitate towards it more mm. or people are definitely attracted to the presentation when i go to like pop-up shops and stuff like it catches people's eye you know everybody has their own setup and it's all different but earthlies is just different right like, it's just entirely different and i've received like i've gotten like so many compliments on it and stuff and it feels good you know it's like because you know i don't know it just feels good because it's something that like i do yeah you know but the presentation definitely draws people in and helps like drive sales and stuff even if people come and just at least listen um about like the product and what it is that yeah. it can offer you know yeah how did you like i've done markets before for some reason i can't stay at my station and i do other things <laughs> but i usually have people with me mm-hmm. how did you like get comfortable with like saying your pitch a little bit better or like talking about your products in front of people when they come mm-hmm. and ask how did you get comfortable? Uh, honestly, Talani helped me get comfortable. The first handful of pop-up shops, she was, well, even still to this day, she'll come sometimes, mm-hmm. but definitely in the beginning, she was there for everyone, mm-hmm. like literally alongside me. And I'm more of like a reserved person. I talk when I want to talk, you know, and pop-up shops, honestly, help me to like branch out mm-hmm. and just talk to people you know like you don't have to know somebody to talk to them yeah um so watching Talani mm-hmm. and her just like vouching for the product and just like being herself and attracting people in it I learned I literally learned from her yeah. like I just watch her communicate with people mm-hmm. and I just took it all in and then there was one time we were at the mall, uh, Salita held a pop-up shop at the mall and we were there mm-hmm. and I stayed up, or we both stayed up like really late and she was tired so she went like oh. underneath my table at mm-hmm. the pop-up shop and took a nap mm-hmm. and obviously like I had no choice but to like interact with people. I feel like just as a oh, side note. Are we doing it together? Yeah, oh, like okay. when we were at pop-up shops, like we'd both be behind the table and people oh, would like okay. come up and we'd both talk, but the majority of the conversation when I was more like nervous and timid to speak to people, it was like Talani, just like vouching for the product. So I would watch her, but yeah. that pop-up shop in the mall where she got tired and took a nap underneath the table, yeah. I was forced to just like talk, you know, like I really had to like, give myself a pep talk and be like, this is your bit, like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, first you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly what it did. And from that moment on, I was just like, wow, this is not so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you literally just talk to people. The last question, do you answer it? Or like, they come up, they look interested. And just like, this is what, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is my creation. Yeah. This is this, this is that, and this mm-hmm. is what it does. And it's mm-hmm. made with this, you know? And if they're interested, They'll ask more questions and it like it I was making it much harder than yeah. I had to. We all overthink. Right. Okay. But yeah. To answer your question. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> it was just about first it was about um 
the portion of creating your business where you weren't receiving profit. Oh, and yeah. then you talked a little bit about like how you, a little like some drive spills, but there's also when it comes back mm-hmm. and in person. Um, I was talking about the presentation of your, oh yeah, your it just drops the Yeah, it's really pretty. Okay. Um, okay. So, what's the best advice you've ever received about entrepreneurship so far, or mm-hmm. if you have any for the viewers or listeners? I'm trying to think of like something that someone has told me, but I can't really think of anything. Has anyone talked to you about it before? I mean, you don't have to. If nobody does, then that's okay. Uh, my dad is an entrepreneur himself, but when he talks about it, I mean, I don't even know. We don't, we don't, we don't even have like that great of a relationship. So mm-hmm. I, like, I draw a blank. When it comes to him, honestly, but uh, there are other people in my life who I've spoken to about, like a friend of mine, her dad, he's also an entrepreneur. Mm. He encourages me a lot, you Mm. know, he's great, but I can't think of anything specific. Yeah. So if I were to tell someone something or just give... Yeah, and they wanted to be a business owner or go into entrepreneurship. What would your what do you wish somebody would t- would have told you if you do if you wish anybody would have told you something there's any advice or any advice you give someone you be in your own lane mm. you know there's a lot of businesses out here and there's a lot of businesses there's a lot of other even in my lane like hair businesses or just like self-care product businesses don't get discouraged or like distracted by what someone else in the same category as you is doing as long as you stay in your lane and you know focus on what it is you want to accomplish and how you want to execute something yeah you're good yeah i don't know if it's everybody i just find myself comparing myself sometimes and i'm like wait they're not they're not making what I'm making. Exactly. I have to remember that, but then right. I sometimes get lost in the sauce sometimes. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. easy to get like in that comparison mode, but literally you're you, mm-hmm. you know, and how you're executing what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. And it's like unique. So Yes. I I tell myself that. I don't really like I don't really look at others in like a comparison state or like mindset you know what I'm saying I try to just remind myself that it's just what I'm doing is like my own so I'm just like you know I just picture us all on our own path and although like we might be doing the same thing or trying to do the same destination we're executing it completely different Mm. and like Maybe my way is for someone else, and another way, shut up, is not for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every 29 minutes it does that. I definitely say that's what I say to somebody. I keep going. Very cliche, but it's so true. I really and truly keep going. Small progress matters. Yeah, baby, yeah. baby steps or whatever steps you can take. Yeah. No leaps. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you leap, you might forget something or do something. Go on too fast. Just I remember pace something that someone told me about. It's along those oh, lines. Really? It's the wife of 
my friend Malia, her dad, his name is Gary, mm-hmm. and he's someone who like encourages me a lot, checks in with me about like just earthly in general, and you know, gives me tips or whatever. His wife, Dolores, she told me, slow and steady wins the race. You know, so mm-hmm. that's something I also think about. I forgot, but that's another thing too. I always, when you say that, I always think about the, the turtle and the hare. And I think about me being the turtle and just going at my own face. Yeah. Because I'm still going to win. Like, right. at the end of it, I'll still win. Right. And I, we beat the, the freaking rabbit anyways, so <laughs> it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm glad I remembered that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We kind of talked about what we did already. You said that you're still kind of cultivating... The work-life balance, mm-hmm. bringing that into yeah. Um, do you play music while you're, while you're making all this stuff? I do, especially before a pop-up shop. Um, Did you ever? Do? Yeah, <laughs> like when I'm making product for a pop-up shop, I'll play music. I'm big on like energy and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. I will make product if I'm not in a good mood. Mm. So then you're gonna put that. You, you, uh, yeah. you think it kind of gets seeped in a little. That, that's what I think. Yeah. You know? I like to be in good spirits or just you know, cool, calm, and collected while I'm making product. I don't like to force myself to do something I don't want to do. Yeah. If it's like, oh, you know, honestly, that actually kind of plays into my procrastination a little bit. Wait, wait a minute. Are you often not in a good mood? What do you mean? No, 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 no. Not that. Not that far. I mean, the, like, when it's like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. You know, I kind of try to honor, like, myself and what I want to do. But sometimes I, like, play myself. What about going to the gym? Do you always want to go to the gym? You don't I have to do Pilates. Okay, well, you do that. Yeah. Do you always want to do Pilates? No. So you'd be like, nah, I'm going to go do Pilates today. That's what you do? No, no, I do it. Oh, wait, you do the Pilates anyway, even if you don't feel like doing it? Sometimes, yeah, because I'm, like, disciplined. Exactly, know? so it's the same thing, exactly, like, discipline. So, like, try to push yourself. Yeah. That's pretty much it. But if I'm in a bad mood, I won't do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I just don't want that energy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you ever try to, like, pick yourself out of it? Like, make some tea? Yeah, I like, like tea. Just, you know, put on some, like, whatever your favorite. Good music. Yeah, and then maybe you, if you get out of it. Yoga. Then, yeah. Yeah. If, if I get myself out of that good mood, talk it out, journal it out, yeah. load it out, whatever, yeah. then yeah, I'll go and make product. Because yeah. like my bad moments don't last. last. Good, good. You yeah. know, unless I'm trying to sit in it, but who wants to sit in it? Bad moments, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll do that. I listen to, I definitely do listen to music. Uh, I love Kanye West. Okay. And so I'll listen to Kanye. I listen to like a lot of, I will try to listen to like a lot of up lifting music especially while I'm making product mm-hmm. sometimes I'll listen to um what's it called like the the like the healing sound oh, frequency you know? stuff the frequency yes yeah. frequencies I'll listen to like frequency music mm-hmm. but when it comes to Kanye just to go back to Kanye yeah. um honestly when I'm making product I listen to Jesus is King oh yeah it's something about it that just makes me feel really good and the fact that it's like a gospel album I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm like come on I'm making your products it's holy grail here yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are you know mm-hmm. so yeah um 
out of curiosity, what is your, like, if you were to pick your favorite thing, like, your favorite, if you could, like, pick where you live right this second, mm -hmm. and how you would be living, what really would you want to, like, be living like? Like, I don't know, I don't know why I imagine you, like, on a farm somewhere, but, like, or in a tropical place, and, like, with the animals. <laughs> <laughs> because you're crying. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I would live in a, I would absolutely live in a tropical place on an island. I actually mm. do want my own farm. Yeah. Like, where I just, like, grow mm -hmm. all of my food mm -hmm. and have animals, you know? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm really that kind of person. Clearly, you can see it. Yeah. But, yeah. I also, honestly, though, right now, how I live is something that I envisioned before I got here, mm. you know? Like, I feel like this place where I am right now is very luxurious for just like me. Yeah. You know, so like being here, I'm grateful to be in the place that I'm in, mm -hmm. you know, but I also do like envision myself on the flip side, like, you know, on the other side of it. On an island. Yeah. And, and that's going to come because if yeah. you envision this place, yeah. it came. Right. And, and I envisioned this place before I was into like the holistic natural stuff so now that i'm really into it now it's mm -hmm. like it only makes sense for me to be living somewhere on an island mm -hmm. just in like the tropics you know yeah having my own farm like it makes a lot of sense yeah. it's like the next step definitely that's really the goal definitely i wouldn't live in the u.s though i know i mean i don't picture you in the U. I don't think there's any florida i'm gonna say this is a tropical place but this florida i don't like it mm -hmm. i wouldn't compare it to I don't somewhere the country yeah. Like 125%. Any more specific? Mm. You think? Because I was sitting, I don't know. I come, my my country is very tropical, but it's in shambles. Mm. <laughs> um, I was talking to a Cape Verdean yesterday who's like from there, like, like yeah. you know, first generation, like not first generation, she, was, she literally came in there. And she's like saying I had to leave because of like the wages and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, we all come from adversity. Like, right. If I could, I would go back to my place, but it's like it's not the way mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. So where would where do you think you would you might end like would want to end up if you even think like that? I honestly don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. I have like a list of places, but when it comes to like or an idea of places, but when it comes to like if that place is like sustainable enough yeah. for me to be there i you know like, i have no idea you have to do a lot of research and, yeah. think, and all that like i live in hawaii i have family in bermuda i don't mm. know if that's like i've never been there so i can't even like say you know mm. i also envision myself somewhere in africa but it's just like where mm. you know mm. i mean i'm cape verdean but i've also never been there i don't know how how it is yeah with any any country where have you been anywhere? the bahamas I've okay been, that's it i don't know i've never been to the bahamas i assume it's, it's like, not it's like a tourist spot so it's definitely it really not, is um, i've never been outside of like atlantis because the bahamas like all the tourists and everyone they just go to atlantis hmm. what <laughs> what's the atlantis word? is like this like resort if oh, you will oh okay you know like okay. that's how i know the bahamas mm -hmm. you know like 
That's it's a really big tourist attraction. Like you haven't been able to see and not see I, the people basically. Right. Or, yeah, oh. you only see like the people who work on the resort, the yeah. people who are there. Yeah. You know, but and obviously driving into Atlantis when you're in the Bahamas you mm-hmm. see like like literally the Bahamas and like what it is, but I've never been able to explore it. Yeah. yeah. One day, for sure. Right, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Another question would be, what has been the best part about being an entrepreneur and what has been the worst part, if there has been a worst part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd say the best part about being an entrepreneur is that I am literally in control, control. of mm-hmm. everything, like my schedule, what I do, what I don't do. I like that. I like freedom, mm-hmm. honestly, and like working jobs and stuff. I've done it. Yeah. And I don't like being told what to do. I don't like yeah. having to do things I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So just like the best part of entrepreneurship is literally freedom to be myself and do what it is I want to do. Yeah. Um, and the worst part, I don't know if there's really like a worst part well, for it, me. It probably isn't a worst part. Seems like there's a I lot s- of advantages. Yeah. yeah. But I'd say like sometimes the downside, like how we talked about earlier, is just the lows. Mm, yeah. You know? Mm. They're really like I feel like if you allow them to be discouraging, they can be really discouraging. You mm-hmm. know? I don't like that. Yeah. But again, like try to pick myself up out of those. And I have people around me who pick me up out of those. So it's just really helpful in that way. That's good. Because you have people that are around you that love you enough to help you out and pick you up when you're, yeah. when you're a little down. That's great. Right. Yeah. It's important. We all need people like that. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. 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 Do you want to ask? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask it anyways. I don't know if there's an answer to this. What are the most important things to invest in when you're starting a business? My favorite questions right here. I'm sorry. You see, when I like started a business, I had no idea what I was doing. Okay. And I feel like in the like um hmm. like the beginning stages. No. No, it's it's just like the the what is the word? I feel like there's a lot of things when it comes to really owning a business that nobody talks about. Not nobody talks what? about, but like you're not prepared for or no yeah. knowledge of it. Or? Yeah, that, that's what it is. Like what? Um, okay. For example, something that I learned very late. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was honestly because my lack of research on like starting a business was like taxes so when you sell a product you gotta pay taxes you know so like i'm selling all these products online and stuff do you and add I'm getting the, money do you, the, do you add the tax to the product like if you do you say with tax like yeah you can choose if you want to add like mm-hmm. if you want them to take tax or not but on top of that you have to pay taxes to the state lord give me one second so sorry no it's okay hello no, we're still talking. Um, like, 
I only have a few more questions. I have like five more questions. Six more questions. So you okay, great. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, yeah, the tax. Yeah, I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, you. And did you get a trademark at LLC? I don't know. You, know, you do have LLC. I have an LLC. Like, did you get a patent for your? your no, this stuff? is no. URI is what they told me. Huh? I'm at URI and they're telling me like they have this thing called um. It's like a thing that helps people become entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's a program thing. You go after classes. I forgot what the name of it was. But anyways, mm-hmm. he, there's a guy there, and he was telling us how you can get a patent. I think you gotta pay a little bit. You money. do. I want one. You should get a patent so no one Just can take your idea. Right. Yeah. People be stealing. Yep. Especially like people with a lot of money. They, mm-hmm. you know, they stumble across your Instagram or whatever the case may be, your social media, and see an idea that's yours. They can just take it. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. So I do yeah. want a patent. I have, I like was working, I tried to work with like um, RIBA, mm-hmm. Rhode Island Black Business Association, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of like resources of like, you know, they give grants and they have all these programs and stuff that just teach you about things mm-hmm. that you literally, oh. we don't learn. Well, there's grants too. Yeah, they have grants. I gotta do that. Stuff. Yeah, Verba, and it's literally for us. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, look into that for sure. Yeah, you gotta nag them. Yeah. Did they forget about it? Yeah, I'm in the process. Well, I was okay. So how it works is like you reach out to them and they, you know, give you like this Zoom meeting with whomever, and you just talk about what you need, what you're looking for, and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you with hopefully forward progress. That's mm-hmm. the step that I'm at. Okay. Or it's like, I'm waiting to hear it back, so I just have to like nag and nag. And I did do that, and then she got back to me, and then, you know. The posture's again under the It's just, time. yeah. It's just a lot of nagging. There's no, there's no uh, building you can just go to, or just, it's just back and forth on the, on the I There might be a building. I honestly mm-hmm. haven't tried that part. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was recommended to me by another business owner in Rhode Island. She was like, you should just apply for a grant through RIBA. Yeah. Give money, and I feel like these these resources are like it's like an if you know you know kind of thing, and I feel like that's not fair. Mm-hmm. It should just be like out in the open because mm-hmm. there's so many of us trying to build. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's cool. I'll have to look into that for sure. Um, I forgot about that portion of life. Like you can really just get grants. You have to yeah. apply, but like right as a part of but it. But people can will help. Yeah. That's where I'm at, cause like, you asked a question about like investing and stuff, and mm-hmm. even though like yeah, I can invest in myself even when money is not coming in. It's also really helpful mm-hmm. for like organizations like that to just help invest. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're not giving all your money. You can reach out to people, people. who are willing to help. I'm thinking about stocks now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, can you should get somebody to be a co? No, no, never mind. <laughs> Something. Never mind. I forgot how that all goes. What was your major in? No, not stocks. I was thinking about um, economics and mm-hmm. stuff like that because you can get people to help you, and then they get something after the business school. It's like a. It's I forgot. It was accounting course, and I did yeah. not do well in that one, but it's fine. Is it like investors? I think it's like an investor. You get that money. 
and then you make the profit or whatever and then you give that portion back of the investment back mm-hmm. but you got that first investment in right yeah all that what was your major in high, uh, college like kinesiology i thought i wanted to be a physical therapist and then i switched yeah, my of, major yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> i switched my major from that to psychology mm. because i hated like the sciences mm. um and then yeah honestly i never finished college oh, really? i got to my sophomore year i like mm. completed two years and then there was like a whole reason as to why i didn't like tuition and stuff like mm. my parents were paying for my tuition and i had a fault well my dad was paying for tuition i had a fallout with my dad and then he stopped paying for my tuition mm-hmm. And I had this huge bill that, where am I finding $10,000? You can keep talking. Yeah, I was just like, where am I finding $10,000 to pay you all right so I can continue to go to school? No. My guidance counselor in high school told me that my grades were too high for me to be in TD. You said you were good in that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, the honesty of TD would have helped me a lot. Were you at all first generation? Yeah, I was. But it didn't matter? It's about just, I was wondering, is it just about GPA? I have no idea. The only explanation I got, because I did inquire about TD, Mm -hmm. and my, literally my guidance counselor was like, your grades are way too high, you don't need to be in TD. But my freshman year of college, I failed out. So like, that. Wait, was it stress? Was it? It was a little bit of stress. It was a little bit of like um, shock to freedom. Oh yes. Really like, oh wow, I can do nothing if I want to. Oh I'm asleep all day. Oh the shock to freedom. <laughs> Parents don't get it because my grades definitely slipped because I was just like allowed to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I could stay out all night if I wanted to. Right. I could sleep in if I wanted to. Right. I didn't have to go nowhere. If I, but the consequences was. Just yeah, those things. Yeah, I don't think I cared that much about really, for for be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Would you want to even finish? Like, if you, I mean, you know what you're doing now. Do you need like school's really stressful for me? Mm. Like I really did try, even after I failed out. Like I did a whole 180 and was like getting tutors and like you know really taking it seriously, and it was still super super stressful. I applaud everybody who goes through school because it's like, I understand the stress and you're continuing, I couldn't even finish. Yeah. I used to think that I would want to go back and get a degree, but for what? Literally a paper. Yeah. And yeah. like, my parents don't hound me for it. Okay. You know? Yeah. And even if they did, I don't want to. Right. Yeah. And I'm doing other things for myself. It's not like I stop going to school and I'm. Yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm no. glad you used that because I was going to say meaner words. So I'm really <laughs> happy that you said a lump or a log. Yeah, I'm like, no. Lumps and logs are pretty cool. Especially you go to the woods. Have you been camping before? Never. And I also want to go hiking. I've never been hiking either. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The last couple questions are really just about one. Like I hope, like just two questions about marketing. So I really want to know how you um, do that. You know mm-hmm. that portion. What your how your brain wraps yourself around there. Like new ways to 
to showcase your products mm. but before we get into that um how did you figure out your recipes it was you said it was just trial and error mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of trial and error and even like do the trials when i'm like giving it to 10 to 12 people yeah. that's how like i knew okay like this might be better this might not like mm-hmm. i should take this out you know mm-hmm. having other people's um like constructive criticism yeah like input really helped me yeah i was gonna say is that where psychology came in but because they do the test stuff like you know they put people in like sections yeah six people do this six people do that that is true they do that yeah it's really crazy how everything's all connected Mm -hmm. yeah really is yeah Mm. um do you read books i love to read are there any books that you'd recommend or like like love or have impacted you or okay no i mean i i have a book that i recently read it was really 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 good but it's kind of like it could be anything it could be fiction i it's, think it's more like kind of like psychological side yeah, it's called the cool. silent patient that's cool really good it's about like i don't want to give it away but it's about this woman yeah. who killed her husband. Mm. It's so good. That's all I'm gonna say. It's mm-hmm. so good. I also add that like she stops talking. Like she killed her husband. And she doesn't say anything. And then she ends up in like a site, uh, like a mental uh, hospital, mm-hmm. and she just goes mute. It's so good. I need to hear. I need to read. I need an audiobook of it because I want to know why <laughs> or how do they make a book about someone that doesn't talk? Someone's it's like, observing it's it? Like, yeah, it's like from different people's perspectives. Oh. The way that they like put the book, the way that the author like wrote the book was really mm-hmm. clever. Mm. It's really good and it has, it like ends in a twist. I love that. Psychological things, you know. Yeah. But when it comes to reading, I try to read like self-help books. Like, That's cool personal growth books. Mm. Mm. Atomic Habits is something I'm reading now. I've seen that that's a really good book. I definitely recommend it. Okay. If you don't like routines and shit. Like, I don't like routines. It helps you figure out how to make it fun mm-hmm. and like, you know, balance it all out. And mm-hmm. like really, it's really about making habits. Like it says, it's a type of habit. It's like making it a habit so that your body's just like, oh, that's I'm used to doing this every yeah. day at this time. Let me just do it at this time every right. day. And that's just what happens. Discipline. Yeah. I've heard that that's a really good book. Really I actually went to the bookstore today. Hmm? I went to Barnes & Noble. Hmm. I used to do that like as a kid. I used to be like a really big bookworm. Yeah. You know, like in my but, free time I read books. Yeah. And did like workbooks and puzzles and stuff. Like I was one of those yeah. kids. So today I went to Barnes & Noble and I saw that book, Atomic Habits. And I also saw this book. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it was on this list that I saw on Twitter of like books that we should read before we're 30. Mm. It was called like Ikaji. It's like I K. It's like a Japanese word. Yeah, I think I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking about. Yeah. I really like to read like self-help books. I just read this book on. I just finished it a few weeks ago. It's called The Relationship Handbook mm-hmm. and it talks about like how you as yourself reflect all your relationships and how 
like it's just all like within us oh, yeah. you know like we're literally mirrors for mm -hmm. other people and like it talks about like say you don't like something about someone it's because it's within yourself mm -hmm. and how we have like we're this one whole person but we have different selves and once we learn to living in us huh living in us it's just like we're like personality if you will okay like there's different parts to our whole mm -hmm. basically that's how it kind of describes it and once you acknowledge each of these parts you can understand yourself way better as a whole and then again it reflects your relationships so yeah. then you retract just like better relationships or even it's how you improve your relationships yeah. it's a really good book and it's short to the point I'm pick it up yeah picked up all about love i have a book um, i have yet to open it i tried to read it it bored me really i didn't get far enough yeah i got through like the first chapter <laughs> and i never opened it again so see <laughs> it just i don't know I, i've heard great things about okay. that book so. maybe i try to get through some parts of it you know yeah. how when you watch a movie or something Not right. movie. Like, the, the show shows. you gotta keep going yeah yeah it's hard for me to finish books. That, yeah, I was just going to say, that's my problem. It's really hard for me to finish books, but I've been trying to read one book a month at least. Mm. At least. Because, mm. like, if you read 30 minutes a day, you know, you should try. Yeah, yeah, you're all done. Yeah. yeah. But I'm trying to finish a book a month. Because I'll pick up a book, read it, close it, and then never pick it up again. Yeah, I'll go buy more books. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I like books but I don't finish them. Yeah. But I love them. Right. I don't know. It's so good. Yeah. Um you talk a little bit about how you found time for yourself, you listen to yourself, you listen to your body, right? Yeah. Um and there's another question about when it comes to the research of the, did you read books to do the research of uh, like your your holistic practices when it comes to making the products? Mm -hmm. Did you read books about it or did you just look them up online? I looked it up online mostly, but as I got more into the earthly journey, like in this period now, mm -hmm. I've stumbled across books that like were very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Did you ever use honey? I, read, I saw a book in Walgreens about honey. I do use Bean. honey. Oh yeah. There's honey in um, the, the herbal soaps. Oh, the, the soaps were like... I made them in like commemoration of my sister Maya mm. because like we would call her Maya the Bee so then I was like how can I and like this year was like the 10 year anniversary of like her death and I feel like I was like doing all this reflecting yeah. one time and I was like really high and I was like wow it's about to be 10 years I want to do something for Maya how can I do this then I like thought about how we call her Maya the Bee and I was like I can make a product and have it honey based mm. and I, like everything literally just flowed. Mm -hmm. Honey's really good for the hair and skin. It's it's supposedly a, it heals everything. I got stung by a bee once, mm -hmm. and I put a honey on it, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Like I went around it. Yeah, I never got stung before, so I was drinking tea, and I was like, okay, this has to be the remedy. Like this has to be something that helps, and yeah. and it did. It helped. It really. Yes. I've never gotten stung by a bee, but I got stung by a wasp. Oh no no no. Mm -mm. It was the weirdest pain I've ever felt. Not weird, it hurt. No, is it weird? Because when I got stung by a bee, 
I like started moving my body. Like I, I could ran. I couldn't help. I couldn't control it <laughs> Like it was like it was a like a stinging yeah. like sensation. It was so crazy. It was weird. I've never gotten stung again. Good for you. But yeah, because a wasp I couldn't imagine. I think that's probably hurts more. It hurt. It made me like we were walking. And I felt it, and I ran full speed to I don't know where. Screaming <laughs> like, ah, yeah. it was weird. When you were young, or I was a teenager, okay. like 14, 15. And you didn't do anything to her. It just came to you like, ah. yeah. I wasn't even paying attention. I it's just you. a random feeling. Yeah, random. like I didn't do nothing but was sitting there, like, yeah. sir. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple, last two questions are about marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a lot of your photo shoots are super cool and yeah, just like um, incorporates a lot of brown people, which I really like. Yeah, because it's really pretty to see. I know you, is there something with kids that you do? Because I swear I saw a kid in one of your campaigns. Uh huh. I, ha I had like a kid campaign almost. Yeah. I try to just like show that it's for everybody, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. of all ages. That's why I have that. The, like the kid photo shoot that's why i like to showcase my sister a lot mm -hmm. she's the youngest person i have around me mm -hmm. you know and then like i have other kids on my instagram too when like people send them in but i try to showcase that it's literally for everyone of all ages and yeah mm -hmm. um how do you come up with your campaigns or marketing strategies for your business and products marketing in general for me is honestly like I'm learning as I go. Mm. It's something that I actually find a little bit more challenging because I'm more of like a go with the flow kind of person, but I've learned that there's an approach to marketing where it can be planned mm. and like, you know, like planned ahead of time at least so that there's like a rollout. Yeah. If you will. That's what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't really do it that way. Mm. Honestly, how I do it is just like I post what I feel. I'm a very like in, in tune with whatever I'm feeling right yeah. but um yeah how I come up with like my campaigns mm -hmm. and stuff I get like inspiration through like um Pinterest photo shoots I was gonna say Pinterest yeah. is the go-to Pinterest like, was yeah. really what helped spark a lot of like my creative ideas yeah. that I wanted to execute for like the earthly photo shoots I just wanted it to like showcase like blackness yeah and hair mm -hmm. and just wholesomeness like everything that people may look at the instagram website and like get for themselves or mm -hmm. feel yeah. it's like what i want like i want it to feel like love i want it to feel like wholesomeness yeah. like it does you know? it does feel like that and, I, and maybe it is good that you do it with your feeling you know mm -hmm. and how you feel it should look yeah because it kind of like like you said, it's like a baby, so mm -hmm. it's an extension of you. Yeah. And so if you weren't weren't doing it like that, and, and I know you're not like a manufacturer. Like we talked about it. Like it's not like you're appealing to an entire like an everybody. Yeah. Not trying to appeal everybody. You're trying to draw in people that actually mess with the things that you make. Right. So I think it does come across that way. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's really like the intention. That's mm -hmm. how I, I try to be very intentional with what I post, mm -hmm. and like just. Everything, everything earthly, I try to be very intentional. Yeah. With, from the products to the packaging to the postings, like I really do. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. I feel like it really matters. It does. Like I'm not 
I want it to be clear that I'm not out here just trying to sell a product to make money. Mm. Like, I literally, it's not even about the money. Mm -hmm. For me, I, like, I started directly because I wanted to help people mm. who had a similar experience to me or are just, just struggle, yeah. you know? And the fact that I am helping others and like, you know, I get like positive feedback and stuff all the time about just products, like it's shifted it's like transformed people's hair or like mm -hmm. their skin like eczema wise it's transformed people's mindset about their hair like I feel like that's what is fulfilling to me and that was always the goal and it still is so yeah I'm so I'm so thinking about when you said kinesiology and the body and stuff thinking about um the the skin being the biggest organ yeah yeah i'm wondering like i never really connected those pieces the reason i did kinesiology was because i was a gymnast for like damn near my whole life mm -hmm. and then cheerleader yeah. so like i thought like oh you know sports but oh, yeah and I, I like i had to do physical therapy at one point in my life mm -hmm. so i was like oh wow this is really cool you're literally healing me from an athletic injury you know so i thought it was interesting but i never looked at it from that perspective of just like skin yeah healing the skin like you were saying eczema yeah. and all that stuff and hair and they mm -hmm. were talked about the scalp yeah and you did talk about the rest like the recipe that you use for your your hair and the scalp yeah i was wow. i was wondering full circle moment yeah <laughs> i was wondering if the outside which we should we look inside too? Like which one matters more? Do you think? Like the outside both. both because I feel like because what you like what you put on or even put in is both. Yeah, I feel like it's both. What it, what you put on and what you put in both matter affects you. Mm. You know, so if you're putting on like Jergens lotion, mm. you don't work. You have no idea what whatever. 64 of those words you don't even know on that ingredients list is doing to you it's absorbing like it absorbs into your skin you're not just slapping it on your skin you know what that's I'm what i'm like, thinking about people don't people i feel like people are not um they don't think about these things it's mm -hmm. just very like they're very conditioned to just buy we're, we're also conditioned to trust those right. johnson and johnson right exactly. like, you know, that's a thing that they make you be able to trust them you really don't know right yeah. and like going back to like my whole experience with like Cantu mm -hmm. I chose Cantu because it was a product marketed for our hair yeah. so I was like why wouldn't this work for me mm -hmm. you know and when it didn't that's what like kind of flipped the switch of like I need to actually pay attention to ingredients and all that I'm putting on um, at the time it was just i only care about my hair so, yeah, yeah. like on my hair mm -hmm. or on my scalp because it's gonna show like a difference yeah. and that's i feel like that's another reason why i came up with earthly like i wanted something that could just literally just help people yeah you know with and, and have good intentions all around so you worked at a hospital, which one was it? Bradley Hospital. It's a psych hospital. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could you could tell everything you're saying, just you're meant to help people and then 
mm-hmm. this is like another avenue for that for sure yeah. just but like in my own lane you know yeah. like me doing it without I don't know the direction of somebody else like I'm my own boss mm-hmm. I like that too yeah like that's a that's one of the best parts but yeah it really it's all connected and that's crazy because I never thought about it like that when you, when you said that I was thinking about like being human and like actually being the person in charge of this body is it's a little harder for me to think about I don't know why I don't know if I was like oh I don't think I don't know if I was always taking care of anything I'm just saying that it's just it's a job within itself it is so I thank you for like doing part of that job for us by making these products and like making it so trust like literally being so natural that anyone can really use it yeah so that's good it's my pleasure I really enjoy it sorry <laughs> no it's okay oh yeah we talked about that already oh god keep going. That was, the last one was just what does the process of making products or getting them produced look like but we kind of talked about that the only thing I would have asked was how did you get those molds? Like with, I think your Earthy Essentials is already like in, like when you mold it, it's already Oh, on so far, mm-hmm. I ordered it um, through Etsy. Oh, it's okay, cool. really good. It's mm. just like a, a stamp. Oh. I ordered like a stamp, mm. um, an acrylic stamp, so that it's basically like a really hard plastic. They like, I don't know how they did it, but mm. like I sent them a, a transparent JPEG yeah. of my logo and they just, yeah, they did it and it came in and yeah, it's cool. That's, I have that and um, the soap molds for the shampoo bar, those are from Amazon. Well, so you didn't pick, well, why did you pick those shapes? Because like it's cool that it's like oh, basically a cone. That's exactly that. why I picked that shape because I wanted it to be convenient for mm-hmm. people like just to get straight to the scalp. Right. And also like I talked to Talani about it a lot. I feel like I was ahead of my time with some of the products that I made mm-hmm. because like the mist, the shampoo bar, and I mean the oil, the oil just came out this year, but I literally have been sitting on it since 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but like those three products are like super lock friendly. Mm. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're like the three key things you need for locks. And then mm-hmm. the fact that now I have locks and like, you know, just like, well, okay. I, I like knew what I was doing without even knowing what I was doing. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you definitely, it's weird how like, consciousness works yeah you're not conscious of it but your subconscious was definitely aware and yeah. knew what it wanted and all that so that's yeah. really well thank you thank you for, for coming on and talking about earthly essentials and like how you made it and just everything giving us all these like different keys basically to learn how to make our own stuff of course thank you for having me of course <laughs>